Central Podcast episode number 32. We're near the end of the infamous summer games drought and we are on the precipice of a deluge of glorious games released in the run-up to Christmas with the release of Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and many other Groundhog Day games that recycle in this endless time warp of repetition we all strive towards. But before any of that happens, we have to deal with the here and now. Hi Gareth. Hello. Hi, Don. Hi. Don, did you enjoy your three-day weekend that Gareth allowed everyone to have this week? No, I didn't. It was shit. But thanks, well, what's, what's wrong, mate? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. You know, sometimes you have bad weekends. Come I mean, on. I have, I have a bad weekend every weekend, but this was an extra special three-day long bad weekend, so it's cool. So it just stretched on for three days rather stretched than two. Three <laughs> long, long days. That, oh, Having to be... In alive your company yeah having to be alive because i suppose when you're at work you can forget about life yeah but you when... can get angry at other people instead of yourself but which yeah is what, a, what i a, do on a daily basis on a friday night when you come into your spare room that's literally just got nothing in it just four walls and a chair in the middle and you sit there and you sit there through saturday sunday and then you think i've got to do this again all through monday sitting there ready for work it must be torture. But what about you, Gareth? What did you do? With my weekend? No, with your three-day weekend. <laughs> or is uh, it four? We don't know. I saw some friends, went back to my hometown, saw my family, hung out with my little nephew. I packed my weekend quite full. There you go. Are you trying to make Don feel sad? Yep. That's, yeah. that's, that's my reason. You, Mr. Popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, hanging out with my family. Yeah. Family with doesn't family. Count. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, thing is, Don, if this bank holiday weekend had been just two weeks later, you would have had Destiny, so you would have been fine. I know. Oh, come on, Destiny. That's I suppose the, game, the summer game drought's even worse than Don, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Although I did yeah. do one special thing in preparation for Destiny. I bought a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like the whole three days. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did this stretch through the whole three days, or was it just a few minutes? And it really stretched. Uh, okay. Three days. Yeah. On the floor. It's a bit painful. Sore. <laughs> what did you do, Don? What did you do for in preparation? I bought a move? new. I bought a new telly. But, what are we talking but, about? But what annoyed me, it's a new, uh, it's a 48-inch yeah. Samsung telly. Nice big new one to get rid of my 32-inch that's getting a bit creaky. There we go. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really think it through because, um, obviously, I live alone and I have no friends. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know if you've tried getting a 48-inch telly out of a box by yourself when yeah, you're that's quite hard. kind of my size. I'm, I'm little than you are. I'm a, I'm no, a you're little... not. You're really tall. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like you know a whole five foot six and a bit. 
Wow, I, th- I, I always uh, thought of you as a, a really tall chap. Towering giant. Well, that's yeah. how I come across, you know, my personality and my, uh, my the presence that I exude as I enter a room is <laughs> twice the height of me. Um, so, which is so Don, sorry, yes. but is it a HDTV, like a thin one, or is it one of the old <laughs> sort of CRT television? I'm afraid it's one of those new <laughs> modern ones. Oh, really thin. So you it, must have been able to get that. Have you got it in your possession already? Yeah, it got delivered on f- uh, Friday. No, Monday it got delivered. Uh, on the a bank bank holiday. holiday. On a bank. I know. I was surprised as well. Good job. There I had go. nowhere to fucking go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I opened it up. I was like, "Oh, look at my ETV, isn't it nice?" Did you see a reflection in the screen and start crying? I can- <laughs> well, I can't even see that. It's still in the flipping box. Cause I can't take. What? It. What? <laughs> It's not even a, it's, that's the thing you've got what to get it out you've got to lay it down oh. somewhere so you can attach the stand and that can't be on the floor because the stand oh, needs space that is to a attach. tragic the bed no it's like yeah but I've, right you own, you, please tell me you own a bed yeah, come on I let's own, get more I do of own, finally own a bed I was sleeping on a floor for quite a while yeah. to be honest. So a mattress, I had a mattress on the floor for seven minutes I've got a bed and a TV <laughs> and a chair <laughs> And, yeah, and that's all you need. And that's it. And a cage. And a, and a 360 that provides me heat. Oh, yes. From the fan kicks out heat also. from the top. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I took out the stand. I've already managed to scratch the stand, <laughs> which, which I, I, I nearly... Do you just, just... sit there stroking the stand? Because <laughs> you're looking at the stand. <laughs> it's this brushed metal stand. It's all oh, shiny and nice. Yeah. But I... Drops the the bit you, you oh, the bit you screw in the back of the telly also needs to be screwed into the base, which is this rust metal. Yeah. I dropped that as I was trying to screw it in, <laughs> and it scratched. I can stand. I, I nearly just punched the window. I was so angry with myself. You're not going to wall mount here, are you? Are you going to wall mount here? No, no. Why? Because I am not strong enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to wait until you make a friend before you can put it up. Um, until I can actually, yeah, A, lift it out of the box without dropping it. Yeah. Um, uh, B, have someone else to help me pick it up. Done. So I have to attach the stand and then put it onto the, the, the mount where I've got a, a sound stage to put it on. Don, I'm as obsessive about keeping the box intact as anyone. But just yeah. tear the shit out of that box, man. Yeah, that, that is Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's, it's literally made of cardboard. <laughs> But then he won't be able to lift it up and he'll just have to end up watching the TV on the floor as a kind of weird rug. <laughs> <laughs> That's possibly going to happen. I might just have to not use a stand, just prop it against the wall and yeah. <laughs> without a stand and just leave it like that. So wow. That's a tragic image. That is a tragic image. <laughs> My arms are... I mean, I've got a fairly wide wingspan for a five-foot you got to get a guy round. But yeah, you need... <laughs> hey! yeah. he, could do it, he could do it from where he is. <laughs> Just send his arms down the motorway on the back of a lorry. So you've been doing all this new age technology stuff, but I very much went back to basics over the uh, bank holiday weekend. I had my daughter yesterday. Uh, and my son, and we went to the local woodlands. Uh, I thought, just get away from technology, take my girlfriend there, take the dog, just have a nice time. Because when I think back at the happier times of my life, it was always going out into nature, you know, 
going um, into the bushes with my uncle and looking at conkers and stuff like that. We got we got there and uh, my daughter asked if we could make a fire. Uh, so of course I obliged, and it <laughs> sure. was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we collected twigs and logs and leaves. I'm sure you know how to make a fire. I don't really need to go into what we used. Uh, and it was just a brilliant day. Not a piece of technology in sight. So you went into a wood yeah. and made a fire in the yeah. wood. Yeah. Surrounded by trees. No, no, no. We 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 were very responsible. We actually found a, a sort of clearing uh-huh. uh, where there's kind of logs around it. Looked like there was a few fires before made sure there wasn't any needles or anything around so we could <laughs> just have a good time. Excellent. But, but Making fires is one of the best things when you're a kid, I think. I think we've lost con- we've lost touch with that kind of stuff, to be honest. We've lost that survival instinct and that killer instinct through just being lazy. It's and like, just get a fire screensaver nowadays, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, Don. You've given up trying to get a TV out of the box but you know back in the day in the caveman time you would have made a way to do it yeah and the TV wouldn't have worked afterwards no because there was no electricity (laughs) and the TV wouldn't have even been invented so I know I say what a show we have for you this week every week but I must pre-warn you that this week's episode is particularly weak not Gareth doing the podcast on his own week, but still not much better. So without further ado, let's get this podcast on the road. This week we'll be having the usual amount of news that we give you every week and also finish with the end of level boss. What have we been playing? Now before we start here at the Game Central podcast... We have had yet more complaints about our seeming disinterest stance on PC gaming. Hey, it's not as if we don't like it, guys. It's just that none of us own a PC apart from Gareth. And every piece of technology that can be hooked up to the internet, I invariably fill with viruses. This week, before the podcast starts, we have decided to really get to the bottom of it in our new section called Let's Get Serious with PC. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Serious with PC or Personal Computer. My name is Rob Walker and joining me today on Let's Get Serious with Personal Computer is Gareth Williams. Now Gareth Williams is not your normal PC player. He actually has quite the formidable heritage when it comes to the absolutely delightful League of Legends which is available now on Personal Computer. Gareth, mm-hmm. when I say fresh Leona build to you, what kind of images in one mind does that conjure? Playing support mid, I would heavily advise against it, but for some this seems to over-encumber the basic mechanic for this class. Gareth, may I pass the question before you? Should a player beyond any doubt partake in the expenditure to acquire this class, or would doing so be an exercise of absolute idiocy? Uh, well, I mean, support mid is becoming a a new thing, a new string to the meta, which sort of uh, was exclusive to the Dota 2 playstyle until recently. Uh, team tried it out in a professional play, and they didn't. I don't think they won with it, but they had some success. Basically, 
the uh, we're getting some getting some kind of background noise on. Is that just me? It's, yeah, I'm getting some some kind of heavy distortion. I can't quite quite make out. That was quite, quite a feminine noise, but mixed in with the distortion. Not quite sure what that was. Microsoft 324 unlocks for games. Now, there's going to be... Microsoft are thinking of doing 24-hour unlocks for some of their most popular games, Gareth. What do you think is going to go on with that? Well, everyone knows how popular Max the Curse of Brotherhood is. Oh, 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 I downloaded <laughs> that for free. So, I want to unlock that again for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, seems like a really weird first game for them to choose. Yeah. Since they already gave it away. But yeah, if you want to play a game for 24 hours, then you might be able to do that with a game that you probably already own or never wanted. Uh, Gareth, I'm not being racist, but surely that would do more harm than good. Because there's some demos that you people play and they're like, fuck that, I ain't going nowhere near that, love. Is that a question? Yeah, so obviously <laughs> with, for 24 hours you could pretty much play a big chunk of the game and really just decide that it's not for you. Well, yeah, but that's that's a good thing then. Because instead of yeah. buying it and then realising it's not for you, you just get to not, play it. Not for them. Well, that's isn't that a good thing though? They're doing something that's not good for them that benefits the consumer. It's not a selfish move on their part. I suppose, Gareth, that's very nice. It's not a selfish move. But <laughs> uh, would you be wanting to play a game for twenty four hours and have it prized away from you like some sad child? <laughs> well, like this is something Steam have been doing for years. Like even this. Oh, Steam, Steam. This past uh, weekend, Borderlands Two was free to play from Friday to Sunday, yeah. which is not enough time to complete Borderlands Two, but it's more than <laughs> enough time to decide whether you want to buy it for yourself. So it's just kind of uh, adopting the successful Steam model that's come and gone. Hmm. Robin Williams' tribute in the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion pack. Well, we don't have to answer that. Onto my new section called Becky in the Bath. Oh, Hi, Beck. <laughs> How you doing? Can you go away? What? Can you go away? No, this is the new set. I'm just saying, Robin Williams' tribute in the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion pack. Is it too soon? I don't care. No, but he could die. He's dead. Oh, but do you think that's that's poor taste? Well, I really don't care. When you get out of the bathroom, I'm having a bath. Thank you. And that was Becky in the bath. Ah, why have you got that radiator on? She never seems interested in my interests. I bother sometimes to include her. Oh, why don't you include me in your hobbies? Oh, we never do anything together. Now you wonder why. I should have just thrown the laptop in there and be done with it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right, um, so Robin Williams. Yep. He uh, died. I'm, yeah, and yeah. now he's in World of Warcraft. I'm yeah. kind of with Becky on this. Not in, in the, the bar. bar. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Wee. I'm just holding my breath. <laughs> As uh, I, no, I, yeah. No one cares. Is that what you're saying? I, I am 
so indifferent to this entire thing. I just it's they want to put some weird character in there called Robin Williams. Good luck to him. I don't care. It's actually Robin the Entertainer. <clears throat> Is it? Yeah. Then uh, what's then? Um, oh yeah, but then. You know, unless you know specifically that it is for because of Robin Williams, then you'll just be you'll just be another character called Robin the Entertainer in the game. Uh, obviously, Gareth knows more about this than us because he's got a PC. So, <laughs> what did you think about it when you first heard Gareth? It's just quite a nice little tribute. Like they they've put some effort in. Like the characters that Robin the Entertainer will appear as. Like one of them's a genie. One of them's. Uh, going to be actually a female character which will probably be like a missed out fire reference yeah, stressor. so it's just it's just a nice little what's what's wrong with this news robin williams is going to be honored in world of warcraft i don't see the downside it's nothing wrong with it nothing wrong it's just, just indifferent just yeah you made it sound like you would rather climb into a bath with a laptop than uh, talk about this news though don that's pretty uh if there's a girl in the bath then yeah i would <laughs> What about you wait until the electrical current has subsided and then you get in the bath with her? Well, that's no fun because then she's, <laughs> because then she's not twitching anymore from the electricity. Oh no, she'll still have the electricity running through her body. Oh, that's, it's yeah. just that you won't get her. <laughs> Unless oh, you everybody make contact. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everyone gets hurt on Don's bath time. <laughs> Right, so No Man's Sky would take five billion years to explore, which yep. is a lie, but no one has the time to prove <laughs> them wrong. But it is a lie. It's not uh, a lie. Who, who's calculated that, Gareth? The people who make the game. Okay, so how have they done that? By doing maths. Okay, and but the problem is, no one's going to be able to refute it. Yeah, the whole point of maths is that anyone can refute it. Because it's... Like, maths doesn't change. Maths is a constant. It does change. Give me an example of how it changes. Um, some people use... We, we used to use the imperial metric system. Uh, now we don't. I that's think not that's, maths. That is. It's that's, weighing. That's our in- interpretation of maths. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, PC boy. <laughs> so basically, the news... They've written an algorithm that tells us it would take five billion years to explore <laughs> with all the options. That's basically it. Basically, if you spend one second on every single planet in No Man's Sky, you'd still be playing that game for five billion years. No. Yep. No. Yep. You wouldn't, because you'd die after a while. Yeah. Well, after yeah. a while... <laughs> And After your, a while, <laughs> your PC would just wear out <laughs> eventually. Yeah. They always, you know, and the world graphics would card would need upgrading. Your save would corrupt, and then you'd have to start again. Right, so Gareth, <laughs> do, do the maths of this, right? In your mind, because you're so hard. Um, okay, so every second on one planet, there's sixty seconds in a minute. Uh-huh. So that's sixty planets you would visit in a minute. Yeah. So how many is that in an hour? Um. Well, that's just 60 squared, isn't it? No, 60 so times be, 60. Would that be 3,600? Okay, and how many in a year? In a year? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what we're talking about, Gareth. That's a lot of damn planets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly my point, though. But the problem it's... is, it would be, because they've got so many kind of different ways that it can work, it could be like... This planet has this and this and this on it. This planet only has this and this. This planet has this. 
So it's kind of like all the variations of the same planet, but with different things on it. I know that what they're saying, but you know, I think they're being a little bit cheeky. Why? Because which ones are going to be absolutely unique? Because I could give you three different planets, but just take one thing off of each one, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but that's not the way the universe that we know as works. Like, if a planet's closer to a sun than another, it'll be warmer. Like, you don't just magically get a lava planet or an ice planet or... You do. (laughs) Super Mario Galaxy. Okay, yes. In a yeah. in a non like our universe universe you can get that, but No go. Man's Sky is basing their stuff on like the workings of our universe. Oh, I, I don't. It just it hurts my brain thinking <laughs> about our actual universe hurts my brain. Let alone a a universe that's not real. Yeah, like the thing yeah. is, like the universe in No Man's Sky won't be as big as the actual universe. Obviously, yeah. because the actual universe is infinite, whereas this only has a. It would only take you five billion years to explore yeah. No Man's Sky instead of infinite amounts of time. I'd like, like to really see close. someone speed run No Man's Sky. <laughs> there we go. I, I'm only excellent. spending one hundredth of a second on each planet. I'm going to do this shit in five thousand years. <laughs> Look, do this. I still don't understand how No Man's Sky is going to really work. I know it's just no a, one does not. <laughs> yeah, I don't Gareth. think Sean Murray really knows how it's going to work because every time I see him talking about it, he's like, "Yeah, you can do things, but you know, yeah, we're just going to see true. how what people do and then somehow work out what the game is from what just people decide that. to do." Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's he said that if you get to the center of the galaxy, there, you know, you can get to the center of the galaxy and there's something that happens. Or there is something there that's unique when you get to the centre of the galaxy, but you have to have yeah, certain, yeah. You, you know. But if there's five, Christ knows how many planets or whatever, and you're 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 dropped on a random one, he says when the there game are first two to the power of sixty-four planets. <clears throat> exactly. Um, I think it's just <laughs> Peter Molyneux in a mask. <laughs> I actually do. Like that, yeah. It? <laughs> It is Peter Molyneux. Yeah, but that surely he's... means some people are going to be an advantage, maybe, because they're going to be closer to the centre of the galaxy and someone else is going to be 2,000 light years away from the centre of the galaxy and another random planet with no minerals on it whatsoever. <laughs> well, yeah, and we... they're going to be screwed. We don't know how... <laughs> we don't know how, like, travelling between planets is going to work in that game. It could in be real that... time. It could be that eventually <laughs> you unlock an engine that lets you go to anywhere on the, I don't know, galaxy map and then you can just pick the middle. And then you just see the end of the game. Oh, whatever it's going to be. But we don't know. It would have to be, I suppose, because otherwise you could literally never, ever get anywhere near the middle of the galaxy. But I find that exciting. Do you not find that exciting? Yeah, in a way. I I like the idea of it, the premise, the the whole kind of, you're just out there in the universe. It's completely unique no matter where you go. And everyone is just dropped off in a random place. And you just get on with it. I'm perfectly cool with that. And I think it's Yeah, but you have to have that feeling of potential adventure you can't just be told that oh you're never going to get here yeah i mean it's kind it's like it's elite sort of you know you can build up your stuff you can decide to trade or you can decide to fight whatever enemies are out there and stuff like that just exploration at the end of the day isn't it the mind of wanting to see what's out there yeah but in putting that goal at the center of the galaxy he has kind of put something there for people to kind of eventually aim for when they've you know they've done enough of their exploring or cataloging animals or whatever um <clears throat> so there is something to kind of aim for um so yeah you're right i think actually there's going to have to be some kind of 
you reach a certain point and then you can just kind of skip to the middle of the galaxy if you want. Kind Not of skip, that would look weird. Big, just a big button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Far Cry 4 will be playable at selected game stores next week. The only hook is that whilst you're playing the game, you have a member of staff to your left trying to get you to pre-order it and another on the right trying to sell you the strategy guide. You could buy the Far Cry 4 strategy guide right now for £5 or wait until release day and you will have to pay £10. You have been playing this game for five minutes. You must pay £10 now for another five minutes or wait until the game comes out before you can play it. And you could trade it in to pay off against the time you spent playing the demo and we'll chuck in a free strategy guide if you pre-order the demo now to play tomorrow in this store. So there you go. That's game trying to say, hey, everyone, look, we like games. <laughs> Those bastards. Yeah. We, we should say, though, that like the days that this is on is a Thursday and Friday of this week, which is yeah. August 28th and 29th. So unless you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out or the day after, you've already missed it. Um, but yeah. if you are listening to it on Thursday or Friday and you live in Leeds, Kingston... Liverpool, Nottingham, Cardiff, Norwich, Bolton, Portsmouth, Newcastle, Colchester, Northfield or Eastbourne, then your local game will be doing the the demo. And, and that, that wasn't a list. You by <laughs> that yeah, was those not... sound like the quietest game sent game stores yeah. that no one Where's ever goes London? to. Yeah. <laughs> no London, no Manchester. Liverpool's on there, but yeah. who's going to go to Liverpool for anything? The pod will just get robbed. <laughs> Cardiff, yeah, I guess Cardiff's a big city. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Leeds, Sky lives in Leeds. We should have him do some some reporting. Some roving Roving reporting. Report back, oh, yeah. yeah. Interview a games employee on, on a tape. Yeah, see how yeah. much they actually know about games. Unless it's female, otherwise we'll start crying. <laughs> right, so obviously I used to work in the game station. Mm-hmm. Um and we used to have demo pods there. And I remember when I first started, um, there was a Burnout Paradise demo left in there. And um, people don't understand the kind of effect that a demo pod will have on someone. In that I would stand there for about seven hours a day and you'd hear the same thing over and over again. And it would be that Paradise City song by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and now I hate that song. And, you know, when you walk into a game shop and you see like these kind of TVs with those. I remember um, Mirror's Edge as well when that came out. You you listen to the song, but you think the people inside that shop have to listen to that over and over again. And I remember it just driving me absolutely crazy. And every now and then you would get a representative from Microsoft who would come in with a demo disc and they'd swap it over in the pod and then you'd get your next bunch of games. I don't really do that anymore, which... I think it's a bit strange. You hardly ever get demos in game shops anymore. They've got a mm. uh, FIFA in my local one, uh, but they just get idiots playing it going, oh, man, I don't understand. It's, it's kid talk, isn't it? Slang that they talk. But um, when is uh, Far Cry 4 out? Oh, jeez. Um, it is November. November 21st. Yeah, so... I mean, it's a game, but it's not the sort of game that I'd go down to my local game to play. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. Well, you have to go after hours, so. Yeah. Going out of your way to go to game. Yeah, going out of your way. 8 o'clock on a Thursday. (laughs) It's maybe not going to be. 
and it's and just... Joel, yeah, and I mean the the game the game staff are going to be so happy that they've had to stay behind, <laughs> yeah. open up at eight o'clock so you can play Far Cry Four. They're going to be really enthusiastic. Yeah, maybe yeah. not the best. Move it's just going to be game stuff. staff, isn't it? <laughs> That's all that's going to happen. Yeah, game staff just there playing by themselves with their regulars. They should do it in Tesco's. Everyone goes to Tesco. <laughs> do they? In a 24-hour Tesco. Yeah, in a 24-hour Tesco. <laughs> Go and do that. Brilliant, that's sold. Tekken, Pokemon Fighter. They they use strange animals in Tekken, but where is Tekken X Street Fighter? With, with uh, your Pokemon news, here is Gareth Williams. There's a Pokemon game coming out in Japanese arcades. That's Tekken, but with Pokemon in it. <laughs> Pretty strange, isn't it? It's fucking mental. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best, weirdest, most terrible idea that I kind of... They've not announced if it's coming to consoles, but I kind of wish it does. Yeah. I Just... hope it does. It will. It must do at some point. Yeah, surely. Pokken. Yeah, Pokken. Pokken, there we go. Pokemon Tekken. Pokken. Yeah. Is... <laughs> I don't know. The the trailer shows a Machamp fighting a Lucario and the fighting doesn't look very exciting. <laughs> no. But the novelty's the novelty's still there for me. I watched the trailer this afternoon, I'm still still amused. Yeah, but is the novelty gonna make you pay about thirty five pounds for it? No, of course not. No. The the problem is you'd have to just have fighting Pokemon, which are really boring. Yeah. Like Machamp He's just a blue guy with four arms. Like, he's yeah. not very exciting. Like Hitmonchan, he's just a basically a guy with boxing gloves on. That's that's a Pokemon that is obviously yeah. going to be in this game because it's a fighting type. And it's just like they're the least exciting types, but they're yeah. the only types that would make sense in this game. Otherwise, but won't they? Won't they have players. like? They'll probably have special moves, won't they? Where they call him like Charizard and go. Charizard, get to And he'll come down and he'll just burn everyone. The only yeah. way that would happen is if it was a Charizard saying that, because Chariz- Pokemon can only say their own names. Ah, uh, a bit like Don's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Lego Batman 3, who cares? Do you care, Gareth? What? Why wouldn't you care? The second one was good. It. Yeah, but... Have we not had enough Lego games now? No. I'm, I'm honestly sick of them. I November 14th. Oh. Something to look forward to, Dan. I mean, you know, I like the comedy in them, the little boosting up of the, uh, the the normal stories, especially the movie of tie-ins. Had a kick of humour to them, but they're the same game over and over again. And I'm just, yeah, I'm but enough. this one will have even more Justice League heroes in than like what <laughs> Batman 2 did. That's, that's well, I'm sold. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the gameplay. It's not so much what it's based on. It's just every Lego game you play. I normally play the demos. They're all the same, just cut and paste with different characters running around. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. Yeah, but I will say, it's like you know, in primary school. When you would get given a math question that's like 2 plus 2 equals 4. Yes. And you'd answer it and you'd be like, I feel really smart because I did really well at that question, even though it's dead easy. Yeah. That's the way the Lego games make you feel because you're like, man, I'm just, I'm getting so many points in this game. I, 
getting all the achievements dead easily. I'm really good at games. It's that same kind of, <laughs> it's that same kind of really, really good fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they're so easy to get all the achievements in. You're getting like a billion monies at any a time. A billion money. Are you kind of saying the Lego games are for retards? No. That's what you're saying. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I play roundabout way. <laughs> so I would definitely not call myself names it for just, no it reason. It just thinks that you just make progress no matter what you do. Yeah, exactly. You can't. Yeah. Fail. Can't lose. Yeah. Sometimes Gareth is nice to do that, isn't it? It's very nice. I enjoy yeah. it. It's relaxing. Um, Goat Simulator is out on iOS and Android next week. Yep. Now, is this a game that. Um, I don't know. I think it, it's going to be a bit too limited. It's already limited on the, P- uh, on the PC, so to be on a handheld device is going to be even more limited still, isn't it? Yeah, on the PC, uh, you can see a, some clips of it on the uh, the Game Banter YouTube channel. Oh, yes! Uh, <laughs> the game is kind of broken on purpose on the PC. Yeah. Like, it's got loads of glitches and bugs in it that kind of just make it even funnier. No, but I mean, like, limited as in um, what you because you kind of just go around and make your own trouble and mischief. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, there's certain things you can do, but there's got to come a point where... You know, it's not story based, and it's finding what you can get up to in that gaming world, and that's what I was talking about. If it's on Android, maybe it would be a lot more limited. You don't think they'll be able to fit in the map sizes and? Stuff? I don't. I don't think you'll be able to have the same sort of mechanics, same physics, all that sort of stuff going on. Well, but time will tell. I used to play Snake. Okay. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Um, I can't see like a game of that type being able to come on an Android. Phones have moved on quite a bit since Snake, though. I suppose they have a little bit. Pretty good indicator I'm still of for Snake 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that in 4K. The Lego games are Snake 3D. There you, you go. Just run forward collecting things, and you can't basically lose. Yeah. Because it's just dead easy. There you go. Mm. Goats. Fantastic. EA are printing Skate 3 again. They're putting that into print because there's been a an up... Uh, oh, my God. An upsurge? Yep. Hang on. Surge. <laughs> right. EA... EA, oh you fuck! I swear I've got like this Tourette. <laughs> Sound like a Yorkshire farmer, EA. EA, yeah. All right. EA are re-releasing Skate Three after demand and increased popularity in the game. It was already a very good game, very nice. I personally prefer the days of Tony Hawk uh, and that kind of gameplay method, but there are those out there who love Skate Three. Fantastic physics system. You can go on there, and whilst it's brilliant to watch people play it in a fantastic way and how it's intended to be played, some of these sort of clips you see, not PewDiePie, some of the clips you see on YouTube are so impressive where they use the physics or they just launch themselves off and land in a basketball net. I think that's kind of what people want to go for. Don! Yes! 
Yeah, so I, if they want to re-release it, I, I don't know why. They, I mean, you know, it's just a cash grab, isn't it, I suppose? I have seen the videos of the kind of... I have observed such things in the past. Yeah, it and, takes, yeah they yeah, are quite impressive. It takes actual skill yeah. to land in a basketball net, jumping off a, um, a dam. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually does, and when they do it, it's brilliant, or they'll land on some old lady's lap on a bench. Yes. And Gav, you've seen that, haven't you, Gary? You're making this sound more yeah. appealing by the minute. I'm going to go and have to watch more of these videos now. I love skate, uh, yeah. skate games. <laughs> I Little known fact about me, when I first bought my Xbox, one of the first games I bought was Skate 2. And for probably about two months, I was in the top ten high scores for the Hall of Meat game online. Meat game? Hall of Meat, which is where you compete with other people to have the best bail, meat. basically. So you try and break the most bones and get your oh, yeah, score yeah. highest by just ramming into things. So, so was, being bad. Yep, and I was one of the <laughs> best in the world at that for a few months. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. The physics and collision detection is brilliant. Yeah, and they they know, like, they... Oh, God, massive ambulance. They, like, they lean into it. Like, the Hall of Meat mode is just them saying, we know this game's ridiculous, just go crazy. Yeah. And it was so much fun, because you could, like... it. It wasn't just everybody competing to like do the most damage to their skater. You could also like rate other people, so you would get points for doing like the flashiest bail instead of just like trying to ram your guy headfirst into a tree. If you like did a flip <laughs> first and then like spread eagle your balls into it, then everyone would vote like that was awesome instead of just you getting not many points because you yeah. only hit your balls. So yeah, there we go. That's nice. Go on. <laughs> yes. Amazon's only gone and bought Twitch. They have, haven't they? Those yeah. sly old shopping people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a surprise. Out of nowhere, Amazon just appears and snatches Twitch from the under the nose of Google, apparently. Uh, which is surprising, because Google aren't short of a few bob. Especially yeah. as they don't pay their tax either. Oh, um, But, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what Amazon want with it, uh, Apart from obviously sticking a load of adverts in it for for their products yeah. and and links to their store, um, so I guess that's what they're going to be using it for. So you now get Twitch with extra Amazon adverts, so that'll be nice. Mm. That'll make it much better. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Amazon. <laughs> uh, it it kind of makes sense to me. Like you know, Twitch is the biggest streaming service on the entire internet, and, and by Amazon. By Amazon taking that on, it's them saying we're big, you know. The rumour was Google for like two months, that didn't happen, but we're Amazon, so we can get it. Uh, it just keeps everyone thinking about Amazon, which everyone already yeah. loves Amazon, so <laughs> that's maybe... <laughs> I've only just started using Amazon. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, I find it brilliant. It used to be really confusing, but I bought some games off it the other day, which I'll talk about. In our usual section. Do you think it's Amazon? Um, I do. I do. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, yeah, Twitch said basically nothing will change. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're keeping on all the staff. Everything's the same. Keeping our brand the same. All the channels, all the features. Everything's going to be the exact same. Now Amazon just own us. But you've got to believe gradually things will start to seep in there. Like You can subscribe to people on Twitch with your own money but you've got to believe it'll turn into like 
subscribe on Twitch through Amazon. Maybe yeah, well, I think it will be kind a gift of card, you know, that kind of yeah, a game that's being played. You'll be able to do like a one click, add it to your basket, sort of thing. That yeah, I mean that would make sense anyway. To be honest, like if you're if if you're hired by Amazon to work for Twitch, and you're playing a game that's on sale on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little ad plays that says this is half price right now. You can buy this game for yourself. It just it makes sense from Amazon's point of view where it wouldn't have made sense for Google. Yeah. Although for Amazon yeah. it makes sense in a money grabbing way. So whether it's better or not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, Super Smash Brothers has leaked, Gareth. It's only gone and fucking leaked, guys. Oh my god, it leaked. All over it. Holy crap, it leaked so hard. My gash was so moist by this week. <laughs> so, somebody at Nintendo who, it's come out since then, may have been an employee who now may be sacked and may be getting taken to jail because they broke yeah. the company's like non-confidentiality agreement or whatever, uh, released a load of leaked footage from the uh, 3DS and Wii versions of the game, which showed the complete character select screen, Showing like fifteen characters that hadn't been announced yet, and it's that uh, duck hunt dog, the dog from Duck Hunt. Yeah, he's going to be in it. Ganondorf is going to return. Uh, Bowser Junior, uh, Shulk from Xenoblade. Uh, is that a She-Hulk? No, because that's Go what on, I presumed dog. it was. <laughs> yeah. I presumed it was just She-Hulk, and I thought, oh, that'd be weird. But that's okay, from Xenoblade. So I'm sure Guy <laughs> is pretty excited about that. Wherever he is in the world. Wherever he is. Um, we just don't know. Yeah, Bowser Jr., Duck Hunt Dog, Dr. Mario's going to be back, apparently. Dark Pit from... Uh... Sounds like my girlfriend's house. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the... We'd already known about, I believe it was 36 characters. Um, And everyone kind of <clears throat> thought that'll probably be the end of it, because the last Super Smash Bros. game had... Uh, 35 in it but the yeah. character select screen they showed had uh, 48 characters so that could be the new high for the series jumping up from 35 to 48 which would be pretty cool there we go what's Duck Hunt Dog going to do? just attack people and maul them to death exactly that that doesn't sound very much like Duck Hunt Dog it seems a bit, a bit vicious for him I don't remember there being a dog in Duck Hunt what? you shoot the ducks then the dog Gets the corpses and laughs at them. He laughs in the corpse's face. It's oh, <laughs> a stone cold killer. That's crazy. That's He's a gangster. Crazy dog. He's so G. That dog is G as. That's fuck. what they should have him as. They should have him when you've knocked out every other character and they're lying sprawled on the floor. The dog should come on and just pick him up in his mouth and run off of him. Okay, f- first of all, yeah. Don, that's not how Smash Bros. works. So, <laughs> how, how please like you to uh, refrain from talking about Smash Bros. in future, as you've just made yeah, a pretty big but, fool of yourself. That's what should happen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> right, the Legend of Korra, which Gareth says is part of the Airbender, but no one else seems to realise. That's got a release date now by Activision, and it will be released on the October the twenty first on the PlayStation Network and PC, and October the twenty two, the twenty two, <laughs> the twenty second on the Xbox Marketplace. Yeah, um, you're very excited about this, aren't you, Gareth? I am. The show is one of the best shows on television right now, uh, mm. and a lot of people write it off just because it's animated, but they just finished their third series, 
and uh, yeah, they do more. Like they take more risks in their animated show than most shows do in a regular series. Like the newest series of Twenty Four, for example, really good series of Twenty Four. You know, it was a good series. Garbage. <clears throat> Jack Bauer in London. Yeah, just ignore Don. He he doesn't know much about things. Uh, <laughs> Jack Bauer's in London. You know, he's stopping some terrorists. It's all fine, but it's very, it's very much what we've seen before from Twenty Four. Whereas, like a show like The Legend of Korra takes its main characters and just keeps changing everything up about their universe and their world and everything they're experiencing and it's just it's really good storytelling even if it is animated and uh, the game is going to be set between series 2 and 3 so there is a little bit of a gap where you're wondering what's been happening in the universe and I'm really excited to see what's going on and I'm, it's actually like comes out a week before my birthday, so I'll probably be able to get it when. Oh, happy matches. birthday, Gareth! Wait, thanks. Welcome. <laughs> right, so that's this week's news. Quite a lot of news, Gareth. I thought there was going to be hardly any, but I suppose that's what happens when I have been hiding myself away from the world. Yeah, when you're living in the woods, starting fires. Yeah, you do <laughs> miss out on this kind of information. <laughs> uh, Don, you got any uh, news that you want to share? Uh, no. That's it. Why did you say that, like, really suspicious? That <laughs> uh, we found something out that you don't want us to know. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. It's music time with me, Gareth. Uh, this week, I'm thrilled to be featuring new music from what may be my favourite video game music composer, uh, Danny Baranowski. You probably know him best for his work on the Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac soundtracks, which are both just impeccable. The Super Meat Boy soundtrack I still listen to very frequently to this day, and I will probably still keep listening to it years from now. Um, Well, his uh, work is being featured on a, a game that's on Steam um, at the moment. It's uh, in alpha. It's called Crypt of the Necro Dancer, and it's incredible. It's everything you would expect from one of his soundtracks, uh, and I can't get enough of it. I'll be talking more about the gameplay of the game uh, on the next episode, but wow, this soundtrack is blowing me away, and I can't wait to share some of it with you. So again, this is. Danny Baranowski, the game is Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I'm going to be playing you music from uh, Zone 1 Level 1 and then Zone 1 Level 2. And if this doesn't convince you that you want to play this game, nothing will. Oh, and I should say, feel free to crank these. I mean, if you're listening to your headphones right now at like a quarter volume, crank it as loud as it'll go. This is special.
Right, so what have we been playing this week? Um, do you mind if I go first, guys? Please do. Yeah, I guess. Thank you, Gareth, for allowing me to be your guest. <laughs> I have gone back to the Call of Duty series, and I'm <gasps> talking Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which are by far the highlight of the series. I'm not talking multiplayer here, guys. You don't have to get worried. I'm talking <laughs> single player, and single player as a game played from 4 all the way to Modern Warfare 3. And, you know, I know... I don't, did you say you've never played a single player in Call of Duty, Gareth? No, no, uh, quite the opposite. I've played uh, the single players and then I'm not as good at the multiplayer. Yeah, I've, I, I'm the one yeah. who's never played Call of Duty. Yeah, Don's never even touched a Call of Duty game. No. I've not played um, Modern Warfare 3 uh, single player, even though I've got the game. Yeah. <laughs> but I've played I just, Modern Warfare 2. I think... In that kind of expendables, over-the-top, explosive action, you really can't get any better. And I think we kind of took those campaigns for granted when they first come out because we thought that better was going to be on the way because they they were released, I think Modern Warfare 3 was 2011. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, the future was bright, the future was rosy. Um, but, I mean, for spectacle and set pieces, you know, it absolutely takes your breath away and you feel like you're on a... A ride and it never lets up for a second and you know one minute you're chasing terrorists across the town um, in some warehouses the next minute you're in a tube system on a jeep shooting terrorists as they're going along on a tube and then you're kind of going through tube stations and people are screaming uh, next minute you're coming up to the London streets and carrying it on and I think it's the multiplayer obviously gets a lot of attention mm-hmm. But the single-player campaigns, I'm not talking about... Whilst I liked Black Ops and also World at War wasn't too bad, I think as a free-game series, that, that it's so tight and so brilliant. And, I mean, the mechanics of Call of Duty have always been brilliant. That's 60 frames per second, the feelings of the weapons. And, you know, going back to them, I didn't realise how good they actually play because you kind of become disillusioned with Call of Duty and it just becomes a negative. But if you sit down and just take it for what it is, it's a massive action-packed game. And I had my Turtle Beach headphones on with the bass booming. You know, you get on... It's just brilliant. There's this one part in... It's just following that soap and price relationship through it because in Call of Duty 4, you're very much the rookie. Yeah. Soap, and then Modern Warfare 2, you kind of take on a peripheral character looking at Soap and Price, and then they're wanted fugitives in Modern Warfare 3. And it's seeing all of that and working as this team. And it's just brilliant. And I would say to anyone, just pick them up. They're only, you probably get them for about a fiver each. That's what I got them for on www.amazon.co.uk, mm-hmm. um, which is a company that's recently bought Twitch. Would, just pick, would you say uh, it's amazing? I would say it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because oh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got a soft spot for Call of Duty, but it's it's only with the Infinity Ward ones. And I looked on the back of Modern Warfare Three, and it's also made by Sledgehammer, who are making the um, the Advanced Warfare. Yeah, yeah, Advanced Warfare. So. That all bodes well. And if they can get those action set pieces, and I'm even going to go so far as to buy ghosts 
for the Xbox One and play through that single player. Mm. Um, because I just want to play it because the shooting's so fantastic. And you know, there's I've played a million other shooters, and when you take uh, all the bullshit of what Call of Duty is, all that online crap of what it's become, down to its bare mechanics, I don't think there's many games that can compete with the Call of Duty um, sort of mechanics in the in the shooting and the feeling and the feedback of the different guns. There's so many different guns in Call of Duty, but they all feel different. And you'll be going through a level and they'll just be strewn across the floor. And everywhere you're walking, there's different variations of weapons. And, that, and that's just brilliant. Um, the other game I've been playing is Borderlands 2, which <laughs> I love watching uh, playing. Um, I got to the point where I was thinking, oh, I don't need to buy the content packs, um, the downloadable content, because I'll be finished with this game soon. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I reached my level peak of 50... And it said I'm no longer allowed to level up unless I buy the add-on content. I just that kind of crackhead mentality came back, <laughs> and it's kind of like I was playing it, but I wasn't getting rewarded for playing it. And suddenly I started to feel cheated. Yeah. As if you know all these sort of experience points are just going down the toilet when they could be going into my experience points and leveling me up. So I bought the season pass for twenty pounds. Um, it's just, it's it's really awkward to download the content in the fact that I don't know if you've done that, Gareth. I have, I have Wait. every single bit of downloadable content for Borderlands Two, apart from all these skins and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, not not yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> and you have to go into the menu and download them individually, isn't it, on the in-game menu yeah. inside? And then you can't go off of that screen as it stops the downloads. You have to literally sit there with it on there. Uh, but I played the Tiny Tina one. Uh, that's the first one I've played. Don't say that's the best one, Gareth. It's very good. Yeah, but is it the best one? Uh, what are the others? There's, um, there's, there's a, a sand pirate one? Or is that for the yeah. first Borderlands? No, there's a pirate ship one. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all right. Uh, yeah. Do you get all the headhunter packs with that? or? I'm not sure. Because I've only downloaded the Tiny Tina one at the moment because I couldn't be bothered to sit there and download them all. But right. it's fantastic, and I don't like Tiny Tina as a character. Really? I find she's really annoying, and I think she's so... They've tried to make her so twee, and, oh, isn't she amazing? Oh, she's a great character. But I she's love not. Tiny Tina. Yeah, so you're saying to someone like you, Gareth. Oh. Whereas I hate people, so does Don. <laughs> Fucking hate people. Exactly, whereas you see the best in people. I have, whereas I I have think joy in my heart. Great. That's yeah. my that's my flaw. You're just young. Don't worry, that'll go. <laughs> Gareth's 24, isn't he? 25. I'll be 26 in two months. He's 26 two months. I'm 29. Not long to go then. Not long to go. And Don is 31. <laughs> Centimeters yeah, sure, tall. Sure, why not? <laughs> yes. It's strange how we don't know how old each other are, even though we've been speaking to each other for the last hour over long. Um, but we just love to come and talk about games, not our ages. Um, yeah, so I love it. I love the way that you know it's all new. Um, the loot boxes look different. Even something as different as that kind of gives you a whole new, fresh perspective. Hmm. And I think it's the way it chucks enemies at you now. It seems that they've sort of upped the enemy count in the fact that sometimes you feel like you're just fighting for your life rather as in the main game 
you felt like you were normally in control. Yeah. But in this, when you've got like five or six of those massive troll gremlin things coming at you, you really feel like you have to use strategies. And uh, a lot of the time, I didn't really worry about the weapon elements in the main game. Mm-hmm. But I think you really have to use them in this one uh, with the Knights of the Templar and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to carrying that on. I'm really nearly at the end of that. Um, but yeah, a lot of them do seem like siege rooms where you'll just go into a room and then get inundated with uh, all different enemies coming at you. It feels more like the, uh, what's it called in Gears of War? Hard mode. Horde mode, yeah. It seems like a lot of sections of that where you're just in an area and then it gets full to fill up with enemies. Well, that's the thing, you know. Like, the DLC, they expect you to have completed the game and just be super powerful, max-level characters, so they want to make it as challenging as you can. So when you dig into that stuff, you're still being challenged, even though you're a max-level guy with beefy, legendary guns or whatever. Yeah, those. uh, it's very reminiscent of Skyrim, isn't it? When you go into the kind of... Of the Druma ruins um skyrim's my favorite game of all time best game of all time yeah and i I came to that conclusion the other day because i was playing it borderlands and i saw that oh this is similar to skyrim and then i thought whenever i feel think about skyrim i just feel so warm (laughs) i thought you just liked because that was the word rim in it (laughs) (laughs) oh he's cut out has he? He's gone, yeah. You offended him. By there him we go, by. I'm back. And he's back. <laughs> that was just a quick one. I won't say, oh, well, it's a choice between two or three. I'm not really sure. I will say Skyrim. Straight away, bang. Have some of that. Good. Uh, the last game I played was Trials... Trials... Hate... No, Trials the new HD. one. Is it Evolution? Evolution. Trials Evolution, and I didn't play it because I wanted to. I played it because <laughs> that I had my head. I had to. Yeah, <laughs> I had. I played it because I had my daughter with me. And it's funny because when you, you have like a child, you don't think about what's a good game. You think of what's a game that she can play on her level, mm. that she can have fun with. So obviously, she watched me play Tomb Raider for a bit before she got bored. And I was kind of looking through my games, and I thought Trials. Um, it's a bit of a simple game. Hopefully she could just hold down the R trigger and think that she's doing a good job. So I put that on, but then she found the bail button, and she's <laughs> uh, she's four, um, and she kept going up the ramp and then just jumping off the uh, off the what do you call it? What they're on? Bike. Bike. That's the one. <laughs> My God. My it's right, God. Rob. It's getting late. It, your brain slows down after it gets late. My mine definitely does. <laughs> Uh, and she's just catapulting herself off the bike and falling down chasms and smashing. And, you know, he they move ever so slightly if you just tap the left stick. And for about 10 minutes, she was moving this guy's corpse across the floor <laughs> until he fell off the side of a cliff. And, you know, that was brilliant. That was a godsend because that meant I could let, just leave her with that and we could both enjoy the game. But, you know, sometimes when I was a child, when I was young, I played around with games a lot more in doing what they weren't allowed, weren't supposed to be doing. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. like in Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, I'd always look for a way to kind of break the game. I don't really do it as much now because games are pretty much perfect and there's no glitches as such. 
But back in the day, there was a lot of that. And I think as a kid, you'll always look for the mischievous side of things and not playing it properly and kind of trying to break the game or breaking the fourth wall. And it was just interesting for me to see how she sort of interacted with the game and did, would she want to play it properly? And in the end, no, she didn't. She just wanted to fling him off the bike and she kept doing it over and over again. And she had an evil laugh. <laughs> which is what, quite good what you're describing is like what I think the appeal of Minecraft is yeah. like, you know there's no aim there's no goal you just do whatever you feel like doing like I bet if you sat down in front of Minecraft she'd have just yeah. as good a time just doing whatever she wanted and yeah. it's, it's not going to corrupt her because there's, there's nothing mm. offensive in there at all only at night they come <laughs> there are enemies at night I think you can turn them off though you can just play casual mode yeah well, maybe I'll start looking into games like that and I can play with her because she's getting to that age now where she's going to be forced to play games. So I'd rather <laughs> play games that we would enjoy. But we watched Cat Dog as well, which was an, is an absolutely brilliant thing. It's a, it's a horrifying thing to think about for more than three seconds. Cat's Dog? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, Gareth, what have you been playing? <laughs> well... Uh, just before I do what I've been playing I just want to echo what you said about Call of Duty so many people shit on Call of Duty games yeah but actually they're just really thrilling and fun to play I find a lot of the time so can we please just stop shitting on Call of Duty games just because they're called Call of Duty I think that's what it is it's become the kind of hate figure for gaming hasn't it whereas with of, of, fair enough online you don't want to play it don't play it I don't play it online I refuse to because it just infuriates me but you never really get anyone mentioning the single player and I think for a developer that's got to be quite disheartening because you are actually creating a quality genuinely brilliant product that no one's paying any attention to whatsoever Yeah. and they, on the, in the review they'll say blah blah this perks this perks that oh and there's a single player campaign yeah, whereas the single player in like Modern Warfare 2 has so many incredible moments. Like, oh, it does. There's a moment where you see from space in Modern Warfare 2 that is spectacular. And yeah. I had never seen anything like that in a game before, and it kind of blew me away. Yeah. Uh, and you just don't get that in like many other games. Battlefield attempts to very mm. badly. Yeah. Um, I would give Battlefield more stick for attempting to and failing than Call of Duty for doing it every game consistently but people yeah. just shit all over college and I mean that's that's what I was saying I, I picked up Modern Warfare 2 just because I had nothing else to really play mm. stuck it on 10 minutes later I'm ordering Modern Warfare 3 from Amazon <laughs> because I I just remember how quality it is and how good it is and seriously Don you pick those three games up forget the, the, the multiplayer don't even need to bother about it Put those games in, they'll probably about five or each, £15 for the free. Play those campaigns and you'll have such a great time and it's just brilliant. At the very yeah. least, Call of Duty 4, like, that's seminal. You have to have played Call of Duty 4. Yeah, I'll, I will try and get all of Call of Duty 4. I know, someone I know has got it and uh, I know they don't really play games anymore because they now just, have a child. Just go around and steal it. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was we'll my actual plan. That was my we'll entire plan. We'll get them to come fact. around and put, help you take your TV out of the box. There you in. go. Yeah, yeah. And then say, while you're here, can I borrow Call of Duty 4? <laughs> and a lot of people forget Call of Duty 4. When you go back and you look at the reviews and the praise and the love that that game received, it was like the poster boy 
for the future of gaming. And, yeah. you know, I read from Edge and Games TM them talking about the dawn of a new era in multiplayer gaming and single-player campaigns. And sometimes it just feels like the end of Star Wars. Is it episode <laughs> six where uh-huh. Obi-Wan saying to Anakin, what did he say? It's supposed to be you. Wait, you mean episode three? Oh, sorry, Gareth, sorry. You were the chosen one. Yeah, you were the chosen one. It was. That's what I feel like saying to Call of Duty, just holding it and saying that to like <laughs> the new one, Ghost and that. Like it was supposed to be you, but you got corrupted. You got led down the wrong path. You were supposed to this. You were supposed to be the next step in evolution. But yeah, yeah. pick them up, Don. Pick them up. Yeah, well, that's that's you bloody weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> just forgot about that. Absolutely crazy. God damn it, Don. I've, oh God, I've got such a backlog of games already, and there's no way I'm going to be able to play. No, no, no. Don't worry stuff. about your backlog. Forget about it. Just get Skyrim. Just focus on your front log. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's put me, there's one thing about Call of Duty. I've played the demo of Modern Warfare 3. That's the only part of Call of Duty I've ever played. And even <laughs> What sentence did you just say out loud? <laughs> what the fuck? Sure. And I'll tell you what I found difficult about it and what has put me off um even before that, like watching stuff online and things like that before I got to it. Isn't isn't the multiplayer and it isn't the the twelve year old American kids just being abusive all the time because yeah. fuck them, I could easily take them in a fight because I'm only twelve. Oh, yeah. And I know way more swear words than though. them. <laughs> Uh, and that's I immediately had problems just working out who was on my side, my squad, and who was the enemy. I don't know why. Like everyone looks the same. Racist. <laughs> <Great laughs> they all look the same. Even that Modern Warfare Three, the demo that you're in a, a city and they're going through stuff, and it's very smooth. And yeah, it all kind of works very well. I just can't. Work a, a yeah, but you shoot, get used shooter, to it, Don. But I can't tell whether the guy in front of me is an enemy or if it's one of my squad who's just run ahead of me. And I had the same. I found myself shooting my own men in the snow level because they're wearing the exact same outfits as the other guys, which I know makes kind of realistic sense in that you'd all be wearing snow camouflage. This would be an excuse would. in the Wirral Army. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. What do you need to do? So. You know, and yeah, there was quite a while where I was running through those levels, kind of going, I, what, I'm, I'm actually started shooting my own guys, and it was a long time until I realised it. I think um, you notice the subtleties. The more you play it, the more you'll kind of it will become second nature of who's an enemy and who isn't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm so used to red versus blue kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it's really obvious. Yeah. You know, um, there's a gigantic target and a completely different colour over yeah, the enemy. Red armour wouldn't be very good in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> But and stuff like that, I, I hate not knowing. I like to be able to get the drop on the enemy, know who they are without, you know. And, and watching the, like, the, the huge 64-player battlefield multiplayer stuff. Scares like, you. Well, I'm like, I, I, it looks great. I'd love to be involved in this fucking huge war zone, up on a tower somewhere, sniping the fuck out of people. But I, I end up shooting my own guys in the face because... They just yeah. look like anybody else. Like, I can't but tell the difference. The difference is the, the people in Call of Duty are just AI. They're not going to judge you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> or swear at you. But, I, you know, I, I feel bad for the little electronic men. That bit in Modern Warfare 2 in that snow level when the air hangar opens and then there's all those enemies. Yeah. And then he goes, 
do it and you go it slows down and you get on the snowmobiles fantastic no seriously what single player first person shooter gets that kind of level brilliant fantastic games that get shit on for no reason yeah anyway so this week (laughs) to get back on track this week I played as promised Guild Wars 2 I've been up to sleep all week thinking about this (laughs) I'm a level 20 guardian uh, is that, that like the lower, human female? lower level? What? Lower level. <laughs> I've not been playing it non-stop. Like, fucking hell. Yeah. Level Are you still in bronze? Bad. Hey. The less we <laughs> confirm that I'm still in bronze. No, but would level, in the grand scheme of things, would level 20 be around the bronze mark? No. <laughs> what would playing it be? Playing through my character's story. I'm not even out of my character's personal origin story yet. Head? What's the level cap on 80. Guild Wars 2? 80. So, yes, yeah, bronze. No, because I'll say... get to 80 eventually. It's not... No, but you're on bronze at the moment. 40 is around silver, and then when we're looking at 70 to 80, that's gold. Oh, mate. No. Oh, mate. There we go. Mate, no. Mate. We should oh, just call you the bronze gamer from that one. <laughs> Do not the bronze me. god. <laughs> LeBron's James. Oh, yes. People who know what American people talk about. Here we go. Um, Guild Wars 2 is pretty good, guys. It's, oh, yeah, I'll go and get that. Not on my <laughs> yeah, <PC>. you, <laughs> you can all do some Amazon. Yeah. yeah, kind of the best thing about it is that you don't need to pay a subscription fee, though. That's like, you know, there are some good things about it, but the absolute best thing... Is that it's free. Is that you don't have to pay a monthly subscription fee. You just buy the game and then you can play it online for as long as you want. You don't have to pay another penny if you never want to. You just play the game for as many hours as you want for the rest but of the time. But aren't you at a disadvantage by not buying, like, staff of Illuminati? No. For £10? No, a lot of the stuff you can buy is, like, a cosmetic. So it'd be like, you know, oh. here's a pet that'll follow you around, or here's an armour set that you can apply to any armour you're wearing. Uh, there is some stuff where it's like, you know, buy this new weapon. But a lot of the PvP... I think all the PvP actually, uh, the weapons you take in will all have the same stats. Yeah. So everybody going into a PvP game has the same uh, armor and weapons. So nobody has a distinct advantage in that sense. So it doesn't really matter that much. Um, but yeah, the best thing about it is that you just buy it once. You never have to pay a subscription fee. Like, wow. Uh,. But it's a very weird MMO. It's not like other MMOs where, you know, you level up, you spend skill points on unlocking a new skill on your skill tree and then bullshit like that. It's like, so every weapon you can wield has a maximum of five attacks and you, like, every enemy you defeat, you get XP in your weapon. In your weapon? So say... Yep, say if I'm using a sword in one hand and a shield in another, I start off with one sword attack, which is just a regular slash. And then if I kill, say, three enemies with it, I'll unlock a second sword attack, which may be like a projectile sword beam thing. Then if I kill another few enemies, I'll unlock a third attack with a sword, which may be like a diving attack. So then any time in future where I equip another sword, I'll have three attacks with that sword. That makes sense. Oh yes. So instead of 
say in most MMOs it would be like, you know, click an enemy to just do a regular slash, then you, when you level up, you <laughs> spend a skill slash. point. <laughs> when you level up, you get a skill point to spend on, like, a diving slash with a sword. In this game, the way you unlock new attacks is just by using weapons. Yeah. So, the sort of the depth in combat comes from switching up weapons. Um, so you have like, for example, I've been rocking like a sword and shield as one of my weapons, and then a two-handed massive hammer as another. So the hammer's got a load of AOE. So if enemies get too close to me, I can just like pound the ground and set it on fire, and then do a load of big splash attacks. But then I'm just facing down one enemy at a time. I can switch to my sword and shield, which has more focused damage. Uh, so it's more like uh, tactical in that sense. Instead of like, I'm waiting for my cooldowns to reset. I press one on my keyboard. I'm looking at my action bar. Oh, my other skills cooled down. I press four for that skill. It's a bit more involved than that in the combat. But the problem there is it means when you do level up, you don't have really anything to do. Like there's no real benefit to leveling up except now I can equip this other sword which will still have the exact same attacks as the sword I was using at level 1 even though I'm like level 20 now so it's really weird Like, you, it kind of doesn't want you to level up in a weird way because it doesn't matter that much and as well like if you go into a zone you were previously in for a lower level it will scale down your level so if you're like a level 50 and you go back to the starting zones, it'll scale you down to like a level 5. Um, which is an interesting way of dealing with it, because it means like, you know, I had just started and my friend came and joined me on a, on a quest, and he was the same level as me, even though his character was like level 80. Um, so it meant that he was still actually having fun playing the game and contributing to the fight instead of just trouncing everything like it would be in every other MMO. Which is cool, but it's uh, sometimes you just want to be a level 80 in the level 1 area, kicking the shit out of everything. Like you know? a bully. Yeah, like in Borderlands 2, you know, you go back to a level 1 skag with a level 50 shotgun. You just blow its face clean <laughs> off its skull. Like that. Sometimes you just want to do that, but in Guild Wars 2, you don't really get the opportunity to do that. Um, which has advantages and disadvantages. The majority of things I don't like about Guild Wars 2 is just sort of obvious things. Like, the inventory is super ugly. Like, you can't really tell what everything is unless you mouse over it. Everything's um, displayed with little icons. So, like, you know, if you've been mining some ore, the ore has its own little icon. But then that icon will look similar to about six different other icons. And the bag ends up getting really muffled, and there's no way to, like, sort things easily, so... Sorting out your inventory is like a massive pain in the ass. When it should be something you don't even think about. It should be something you don't even need to put your brain into. It should be like autopilot, sorting out your inventory. But instead it takes like five times the length of any other MMO to sort all that shit out. And it gets really tiresome. Also like the menus are just really poorly laid out. Like to level up your uh, character's traits... Um... You'll, you need to press H to go into your hero menu, not C for character. Hero. <laughs> and then you need to go on the second tab down. Um, and then you can pick traits from there. Uh, but then once you've unlocked a trait, you have to equip it first, which is done on the bottom skill bar. It's all very unintuitive. 
for a game. Sounds like to this game sounds like sitting through a maths class. It's <laughs> yeah, it's which is good. <laughs> we all had That's to do it mean. at some point. It's an MMO, so there is a certain uh, certain bit of that. But yeah, like the majority of things I don't like are just like technical things, like the the menus like and stuff. PC. Well, the PC's <laughs> fine, Don. The PC is absolutely fine. Um, the, probably the best thing about it is um, the world bosses respawn every like hour or so. So if you're in an area where there's a world boss, uh, there'll be like 100 other people there waiting for this boss to spawn. And then it's just like 100 on one. Just everyone just going absolutely mental, just pounding the shit out of this one boss while it kicks the crap out of everyone. They're really exciting because the bosses are super powerful, so everyone needs to work together. And like, you just have the bosses all do like a massive explosion in one area, and you'll just see a load of icons on the map of people who need to be revived. So then people will run over there and they'll be reviving them while still firing attacks at the boss, and that's all really exciting. And you get really good loot out of it as well. Like, there's a reason to take part in those. Where I feel like a lot of games, um, it's all very sort of a linear. It'll be like, you know, you beat this boss, you get this certain piece of loot, move on. Like you never have to fight this boss again. Whereas in Guild Wars 2, it keeps it relevant and stuff. And there's loads of achievements that you can uh, do to earn rewards. So, like, if you beat, say, 10 of a certain enemy, you'll gain an achievement point. And then once you reach 100 achievement points, the game will give you a chest. And then in that chest will be some loot for getting, gaining achievement points. And So you're constantly being rewarded for exploring and doing stuff in the game which is really good because it just it like a game like wow which i have played uh didn't really enjoy like i just felt like I, there was no reason for doing things whereas in guild wars it's like okay my daily challenges are up gotta do a certain amount of these things to earn a chest which will have some loot in it so it's like you know constantly re- rewarding you for playing the game which is just smart which it is just sounds- a lot, a little bit like um, you describing the the boss kind of fights. It sounds a little bit like what they're doing with Destiny, uh, with the public events, where they'll just trigger just huge random events where a bunch of ships will come in or bosses will turn up, and then everyone who's in that area can just get into a big fight with it. Yeah, it's very much like <laughs> that, except like obviously Destiny's not out yet, whereas. No, in Guild but Wars, it's going to be better than Guild Wars too. But it's good that they've uh, they've taken on board some of these uh, these attributes that you like. So maybe you'll like Destiny a bit more than you think. Well, yeah, I did actually apply for a, a free copy of Destiny on launch. So <laughs> hey. See if they give me one. But it's not coming out for PC, which I didn't realise until like a week ago. Yeah, Destiny's not, yet, anyway. not coming out for PC. <clears throat> what the fuck? So I have to get it on Xbox 360 because I'm a peasant for consoles. <laughs> Which is sad, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I did play some more League of Legends. No one cares. No bronze, uh, bronze, <laughs> yeah, some bronze. But yeah, Guild Wars Two. I'm going to play more of it. Uh, you, can, you can bring up League of Legends when you get into silver. Exactly. I know. I, I can't see. <laughs> no one wants to hear me complain about how bullshit the fucking matchmaking is. No, nope. I've already said too much, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> There we oh, go. Dear. Fantastic from Gareth Williams there. Don, I presume you've been playing games. I have. And we're pleased to know that I've only played a couple of very small games this week. 
<laughs> One, um, I went back and played the brilliant Tomb Raider on Xbox 360. <laughs> Don't uh, wind him up. I Fucking played, hell, it for, played it for two reasons. Uh, one, because 100%. it reminded me about it because of the, uh, the whole rise of the Tomb Raider debacle that went on. Um, so it was in my mind because of that. And two, I wanted to be able to annoy Gareth by uh, talking go. about it. By talking about um, a shit game. It's not, and I'll tell you why it's not. Um, tell me the, why it's not, Dom. The, uh, uh, I, fin- I went back, I'd completed the game a while ago, I went back uh, and I'd done it at 97% of all the achievements and, um, not achievements, the challenges and stuff that's in it. Sounds uh, pretty so, easy, Don. Reminds me of a Lego well, game, maybe. No, not at all. It's, it's a game <laughs> of skill and wonder. uh, I mean, you know, picking up those extra kind of challenges towards the last 3% was uh, just a nice reason to go about, use the fast travel camps to go to the different areas, and then just be reminded of how beautiful the game that is. Um, The environments are really stunning. They're really well designed. The the people who put that together did a fucking good job. Um, It looks stunning, and... uh, as I remember, the bit you hate about it and what caused you to write it off completely was there's a part where you go up to over a bridge. There's a truck that's basically kind of broken down uh, at the end of the bridge. And when you come to kind of go past this broken down truck at the end of the bridge, an enemy jumps out and grabs you and tries to throw you off the bridge and you have to fight him off. Yeah. And you were saying that this guy must have just been sat there just waiting <laughs> For you to come along, just which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But if you go through the narrative of the game, and if you read all the stuff that you pick up along the way, and listen to all the radio broadcasts, they know that you're out there, and they're actively looking for you. So they're kind of the, the fact that he's that he's happens to have. And this bridge you go across is kind of it's a one of those steel girder bridges. It's kind of open sided, so you can see all the way down it, they can easily see you coming from across the bridge. So he can be there fixing his truck, notices yeah. out the corner of eye, what is this? I spy this little girly coming who's been causing us a lot of problems. Oh, Jesus Christ. You sound way too in character. <laughs> and what does he do? He goes, I could shout to my mate who's just up there having a little cook on his little campfire while, you know, keeping us warm because it's snowing out here. Oh, yes. Now he thinks, you know what? I'm going to take this bitch down. Hides behind the truck, waits for you to come along, jumps out on you. So Make perfect here, sense. Here's where I correct you, Don. <laughs> because you are, as usual, wrong. As usual, I'm never wrong. Oh. That was one example that I happened to use for how lazily the game has Nonsense. been made. This game isn't... This game... This is, game. So here's what happened when they were making this game, right? One person was in charge of making Lara Croft an interesting character... And I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, some, some of the people were in charge of like making the game look quite nice and designing the island. They did a pretty good job. Some guy in the basement, <laughs> they, they gave the job of making this game make any sense. And he was like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I don't need to do this. I'll, I'll just, I'll do this on the last day the game needs to be designed. And then we'll just put it to print the next day. I won't even bother trying to make it make sense. Because the game is full of shite. Like, oh. There's a point where Lara Croft is just being sieged by about 80 guys. Some of them run at you with, like, uh, pickaxes, right? They'll, like, slide down on a 
on a rope and then run at you with a pickaxe. Yeah. Their only function is so you whip the shotgun out every now and then. So you remember you have a shotgun. Like, there's yeah. no reason they would run at you with pickaxes when this army of people who are trapped in this island have only been shown to have an infinite supply of guns and ammo. Like, the only reason they exist is so that the game forces you to use one of the weapons it's given you. Yeah. It's so mechanical and lazy and yeah. just makes no sense that it infuriates me. Borderlands. It's guiding you uh, across you that particular part at that one particular point because it's a video game. <laughs> exactly. It's a video game. Should not be an excuse for laziness. <laughs> Go on, Gareth. But it is it's in not, Tomb Raider. It's so it's oh man, it's so much better than that. It's so lazily designed in it's so not. many ways. The ways it's good, I agree. Lara Croft is done very well. The island is very cool to explore, like very Metroidy. You know, finding new th- things that help you explore the island better, like a new pickaxe that lets you dig into harder rock or whatever it is. Like that's all fine. Well, then when you just have an infinite supply of bad guys on this island for some reason... There's not, though. There's not, though. They, yes, there is. There isn't, because you can now... Right, you can clear out every single area. When you go back, the enemies are no longer there. That's because you've like, completed I've, the game, and then the, the yeah. end of the game... But it's, like, remem- it's remembered the areas. Yeah, but you can go through... You don't have to clear them out. You can remember the area. It remembers the areas that you didn't clear out, because there were a couple where I didn't find all the objects on the way through. I just bombed it through. Killed who I had to kill to get out and escape to the next section. Going back there using the fast camps afterwards, it remembers that there are still enemies in some areas and there aren't any enemies in the other areas which I did clear out. And you can clear all those those areas out entirely if you want. And when you go back there, there will be no enemies there anymore. Yeah, but so the scripted bits where it's infinite supply of enemies coming at you until you say, shoot this exploding barrel to knock down a door. I don't know. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> but it's like, you know... That that's, is, that's, that's, just, that's part of it being a video game. Then. Yes, exactly. Hold that against it. But what that you, is not an excuse. The, the narrative not making sense of a guy hiding and waiting for you as you cross a bridge. You can't say that doesn't make sense because it does. No, no. You can try and justify <laughs> that. But everybody listening to this podcast, including you, sense. knows that's not the excuse <laughs> for that guy it. being there. It the excuse sense. for that guy being there is that truck blocks off the bridge. So when you come around the corner, you're not meant to realise there's a guy going to be there. The thing is, it's so obvious that everybody crossing that bridge knows someone's going to jump out at you. So it's completely, it's completely pointless. It would be more surprising if nobody jumped out at you. <laughs> it would well, be more interesting. It would be a better choice for the game if that bit had never happened. That game where you walk along things and nobody jumps out at you. There's loads. In fact, the majority of the game. Yeah, those bits play. are great. <laughs> I remember those bits fondly. So, so the bits where you don't get attacked by anyone are the bits you remember. Yeah, it's a Tomb Raider game. She's supposed to be exploring places nobody's been for a thousand years. That's the whole point of those games. If that island had, say, 100 guys in it forming their own militia, fair enough, that would be cool, that would make sense. But just there are times when you just see someone giving a speech to, like, a sea of guys who you've already killed nine times that number already playing the game, and it's like, what what am I supposed to believe about this island? But Does this, it just clone you're kind people? Of describing every other video game ever made. That's not true. I'm it's not describing good Pac-Man. video games. I'm describing <laughs> shit ones. Like I think we should maybe. agree to disagree. <laughs> oh dear. I'll agree that I'm I'm right on the whole bridge thing. Oh, that's not. 
That's know. not the, what the word agree means. Yeah, it is. I'm going to buy you a dictionary. The other game I've been gonna playing... I'm going to throw it at your TV. <laughs> <laughs> My TV's protected. It's in a box surrounded by polystyrene. Yeah, Gareth, joke's on you. Yeah, joke's <laughs> on me. What a loser I am. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> oh, bronze. The other game this <laughs> week was a little bit of Mario Kart 8. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Jesus game. Christ, Don. What? No Mario? wonder you were depressed this weekend. Uh, Fucking hell. You know, I didn't play it this weekend. I just played oh. a bit of this weekend. Um, yeah, Mario Kart 8. Uh, I, 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 it's just a lot of fun, even though I've what I've realised about that game is I am completely average at it. Um, <laughs> all the 50cc stuff is done. Most of the 100cc, I've got like two cops to finish on the 100cc. And I'm struggling to finish those. Um, not well, I can run through them, but I'm trying to get obviously your full three stars in every single track, every single um, cup. And I'm refusing to move on to 150cc until I've got the maximum 60 points on every single cup. So I keep winning That's all the races and then coming second on like the last race of the whole cup, and then having to do the entire cup again because um, I'm that OCD about things. Can I ask you a question about Mario Kart 8? Of course you can. Why do you need to collect coins? Uh, the coins boost the speed of your car, uh, of your cart, uh, up to a maximum of 10 coins. Okay, can I ask you another question about Mario Kart 8? Yes, you can. Why does that sound terrible to me? I don't know. It's it's a game about a, a, a plumber racing a dinosaur and um, a princess and a mushroom is driving another car. So I don't know why that wouldn't make sense to you. <laughs> They fucked up Mario Kart so hard. No, they haven't. Mario Kart they really have. Any... Just because you have a Wii U, you, you want to... You hey, you I'm getting a Wii that. U for Smash Bros. somehow. I'm, if I have to steal one, then I'll manage. It comes nowhere close to the absolute pinnacle that was Mario Kart Double Dash. Right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, one of the worst games I've ever played. Mario Kart DS, the original <laughs> Mario Kart for the DS... Mario Kart is 7. the best Mario it Kart. It's the pinnacle. It's perfect. No collecting coins bullshit. No doing fucking tricks to get a speed boost when you land off a jump. Just pure simple racing against your friends in a game with rules. <laughs> and it's fucking glorious. This Mario Kart 8 bullshit sounds so loosey-goosey. And, <laughs> loosey-goosey. And arsish. Like... What is it? Like, you press jump when you're going up a ramp and you do a little flip and get a speed boost. It's like, yep. fuck off. That is not Mario Kart. Mario extra, Kart is a serious game. skill that's in there for those pro players who know exactly how Just to find Just pressing things. R as you go up a jump. Ugh. Like, Mario Kart is a serious game to determine the dominance of one human being over another. Damn you right. You can't have any loosey goosey bullshit. Oh, I only had nine coins when you had ten. It wasn't a fair race. No, Fucking... but that, that that doesn't come into no one. The core coin thing. You 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 end up. It just boosts your acceleration a little bit, like a minute amount. Yeah, that matters though. Yeah, that a kind bit. of that but... kind of inconsistent spacing out of stats matters in Mario Kart. You're supposed to you're supposed to be able to settle an argument with Mario Kart. You can't do that. <laughs> If somebody just happens to have one coin in a race when someone else not, has they're not, seven. They don't happen to get it because you're pulling off skilled slides around corners to get the coins that are laid out there for you. So you're pulling off perfectly timed slides around the corners to make sure you hit those coins and pick them up. 
The other thing is the um, the um, the carts have actual different stats themselves now. So collecting coins and stuff makes not quite as much difference as it used to because you've already got carts which have got better speed or acceleration or better handling than other ones. Anyway, so you kind of you kind of the case in the DS version. You know. Yeah, but you know it's going back to the original. I mean, Mario Kart on the SNES had uh, had the coins as well. Um, you just get a tiny little extra speed boost as you go across. But it's it's just an, going back to the old days, you know. It's a, it works on many levels. You know, you can the old coins. days are the old days for a reason. Yeah, because they were excellent. Games were proper hard back we've then. Fucking, we've improved everything since the old days, <laughs> including Mario Kart. There's no need to yep, go back and now. now. It's improved to perfection. The, I right. will say, Mario Kart on the Wii was also shit. So I never played that. I'm not saying every older Mario Kart than the new one is better, especially because Double Dash is cancer. <laughs> but there's no reason for that Wii U game to be considered a good Mario Kart game. Cool. Well, once you've got your Wii U, I look forward to seeing you on the. Uh, I won't on Mario buy Kart. that for oh. the Wii U. You bloody well will, and we will race Fucking each other. Won't. I'll, I will win. I'll, right, when I get a Wii U, it's Super Smash Brothers full time. That's my job. <laughs> That's it. We shall see. We shall see. Okay, well, that's what we've been playing, and it looks like Rob has uh, been dropped off the call, so yes. that's a good place for us to uh, to call it a day. Uh, thanks very much, Gareth, for your input this evening. Uh, my pleasure. Just want to remind everyone, uh, subscribe on YouTube to Game Banter, follow at Game Banter on Twitter, and review us on iTunes, and do us a massive favour. Excellent. Uh, so that's all from us this week, and uh, we'll see you again next week. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye, goodbye from, from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Bye from Rob. Bye. There you go. Good Rob impression. <laughs> Thanks. That's what it sounds like. And uh, it's goodbye from Gareth. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.